I liken this season to like a two-day stag do. If you're still standing by, <laughs> by the second <laughs> night, you stand a chance of being the legend of the stag do. Spurs. It's not too often we get together and record a podcast these days, so always a pleasure to be back in the studio, guys. I'll introduce tonight's cast in a moment, but so much on the agenda in a weird and wonderful world of Spurs. We'll ask whether the North London derby was a total disaster, or if it's important to keep perspective. We're now 11 games out from the mid-season World Cup break, so where do we need to be by the time the full-time whistle goes at home to Leeds on the 12th of November? That more plus a special guest by our legendary commentator, listen to find out who. Joining me today on the podcast, as always, my son, Casper Wallace. How are you, Casper? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Back playing football? Yep. Season started? Yep. New team in the A-League? Yep. Scored your first goal last week? I did, yeah. Well done. Well done. Back in the game. Uh, and then also back by popular demand, Matthew Bowers. Welcome back, Matt. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Good summer? Uh, fantastic. Fame and fortune in the summer? Everything. People recognising you Both from the podcast? Both of those things <laughs> <laughs> Anyone recognise you from the podcast when you're away uh, abroad? A few. Yeah, a few. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beating them off with a, yeah. uh, with a stick, as they say. <laughs> and finally, two more of the regulars, Sim and Peter Wright. Sim, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really good, thanks. Great to be back, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. There's, there's lots to talk about, as always. But yeah, yeah. it's... we. We, we struggle to get together to do these these days. We're yeah. all very, very busy men. So I think, I think we're all it's very brilliant busy, to be back. We? Sure. We're all very busy being serious about life. <laughs> yeah. And Peter. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you, chaps. Good yeah. to see you. We haven't seen you since you turned 65. All oh, right. We're, we're going to mention that. We? Well, we're not right, going to mention it, but I just, I just wanted to say how great you look. And, you know, oh, it? thank you. And you're still playing football. Yeah, and uh, apparently, I heard a rumour you're better than Rob Holding. Uh, well, I mean, that's not really uh, setting a very high bar, is it? <laughs> I tell, I tell you what, though, we, we've um, we've got something to reveal about um, somebody who, who's English and a centre back are much, much better than Rob Holding. Yeah, uh, we, we we've been out today, haven't we? We, we had some dim sum. We went to Hampstead, deepest oh, Hampstead Heath. Nice. Uh, yeah, and we were like uh, had a little walk on the heath and yeah. worked up an appetite and had a little dip into the town centre. Yeah, sort of like. Uh, um, Looking around the shops, and guess who we discovered wandering around the shop? No. <laughs> Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer. Yeah. That's incredible. We ran wow. into Dyer Strait. Yeah. <laughs> and his dog, and his beautiful dog. Oh, that'd be a dream. Oh, you got, you got the one, you got the one of him as well. You, yeah. you and you and him as well. Yeah, there's uh, another picture with. Wow. Me. Oh, I'm a little bit in awe because I love Eric. Was, honestly, it was yeah. it was fantastic. So we. That's so incredible. that there was that that Amazon documentary with Son yeah. wasn't there a, a few oh, years yeah. ago, yeah. and I'd, I'd heard I'd heard obviously from that, but like from other things that like a lot of the Tottenham players live around Hampstead. That's not the reason we went. Uh, I just like me and my mum we went walking around Hampstead about this time last year, maybe a bit later, yeah. and like we just planned to go back there another time. Um, and we went there today, and we were talking about how like Son lives around there. And we said, oh, I wonder if we see because it's not like it was what. Two, one two in the afternoon, yeah. so it's like not inconceivable that you could bump into yeah. a Spurs player there. Yeah. And so we bump into something. <laughs> so something, but, so yeah. we were heading down towards we were heading down towards um, Hampstead Heath Station. Yeah. And outside of that, I kind of walked past. I was, I was and you, you'd kind of walked on, then you. I didn't know. And I was and I kind of and we had like obviously you saw the picture. Yeah, we'll tweet the picture out as well for the listeners. But yeah. I, I saw the hat on. I was like. Is that Eric I kind of I turned around. I looked back. It's like Eric. Eric and he turned, he's like, "Hey, how are you?" And then, and then I like went and shook his hand. And then, and yeah, it was it was crazy. I, I obviously spoke to him about well, not didn't like spoke very briefly, but said kind of hope you hope hope we do the business against Brighton on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and things. But it's fantastic. He's what a lovely guy as well. And it's just it's so good to see Spurs players like just mingling as normal people. Like he's very normal. There's not there's not enough of that these days. Really, I don't think. And also, do you remember on the podcast that our last podcast or one of the podcasts we said who we'd most like to invite? Spurs and he came up high, didn't he? Come up. Yeah. Me and you, Peter, I think. Said Him and Hugo, I think. Yeah. Hugo. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's brilliant. I'm, I'm absolutely. That's, that's, that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah. Idea. He put the tin hat on the day for us. Yeah. Put a little bit of sprinkle a bit of fairy dust on a, on, a, on a really. Love that. Song. I had a bit of food envy because they went before and yeah. telling me how 
you know, how nice the food is in Hampstead, so I had a really nice day. Oh, lovely. I love that. Right, well, we, we go to Hampstead tomorrow, Casper, or Saturday, yeah. <laughs> Stalking around. Anyway, some sad news come out of Spurs today. Um, Gian Piero Ventroni, Spurs fitness coach, sadly passed away with leukemia at age 61. So that's very, very sad news. And you can see the players have all been tweeted on social media. He's obviously a big part of the team. And um, Ventroni arrived with Conte in November 21 was part of Italy's 2006 World Cup winning team. So very, very sad news to hear. And I just sort of wonder how much that might affect or galvanise the players. I think there'd be a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. really, really sad. Really, really sad. sad news. Anyway, let's let's move on to even more sadder news, actually. Well, not even more, obviously not. But sad news on the North London derby. So, Matt, how did you feel about the North London derby? What are your thoughts? Um, I never enjoy this game. It comes up and it... I, I don't know any Spurs fan who goes, oh, I can't wait for that. It's always a hard watch, especially the way we're playing now. Um, there used to be a time where you had a bit of hope, but with Arsenal coming strong and the way we play, you just thought the first goal was going to really swing it and then it just all turned and then the sending off didn't, obviously, and then it was game over. I was listening to it on the radio, to be honest. I thought, yeah. I'm not going to invest 25 quid in loads of beers yeah. and then waste my entire day. Yeah. So I thought radio at home, cup of tea. Yeah. Switch it off after um, Emerson. Yeah. So sent off. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Went out for a walk. Yeah. It's so early in the day as well. Yeah. It's like yeah. it could kill so, you, kill your day potentially, couldn't it? I, I actually, I, I totally agree, but I hate that game so much. Casper, we hate it. I, I was lucky that um, uh, my daughter had a football game, a school game, so I didn't get to watch it. But poor Casper had to sit through on his own. What was your thoughts, Casper? Because you, you were quite pragmatic, you were quite optimistic. Do you know what, do you know what? I, I was like, uh, I had like a, I had a weird feeling that I thought we were just going to get something from the game. And then I thought it might change up, I thought we'd go in three in midfield, thought Basuma would start in midfield. But uh, yeah, it just went miraculously downhill. Mm. <laughs> it so did. Um, Sim, what were your thoughts on the game and how did you feel beforehand? I mean, before, I didn't think we'd lose it. I thought it was going to be quite a tense game. I thought, obviously, they were going into it in really good form, but we never win there. So yeah. what part of any realistic Tottenham fan would think we were actually going to go and win that game? Uh, I, I certainly wasn't thinking we were going to win it, but it was it was a game that kind of went on fine margins, didn't it? Like, yeah. we, we we missed... we missed a, there, was a, there was a few kind of poorly weighted passes in the first half that like could have could have resulted in goals for us. I think Perisic had like a half chance. Yeah. Um, I was just really upset with, not so, not so, I think it's been kind of blown a bit over the top about how we've played. So I don't think we, we, we were looking dangerous on the counter-attack, but it's like the whole thing about sitting back, I think that's acceptable to do when you're playing against a really good team like Arsenal. But you have to have a problem with the way we conceded the first goal and sitting so deep on the edge of the box. And like, I think that was always being invited. Mm. Thomas Partey, was a good player and he's also a professional footballer so you would mm. think that he can get a shot on target from 20 yards out mm. and he just did it went in and then after that it was kind of we're, we're chasing the game got back into it but then the mistake in the on at the start of the second half and that's what just mm. pushed the game downhill then as Matt said Emerson what was he doing? Yeah, well, <laughs> let's, he let's, doing? Come, let's come back to that. Uh, Peter, how did you sort of feel before the game? You were always quite positive but no, 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 no. I, I said to Sim that uh, in the, I think I, I don't think we're, gonna, I think we're going to lose this game. I was quite, quite, you know, quite sure that we weren't going to get anything out of that game. I just thought it's coming at the wrong time. I hate the fixture anyway. Um, I was at the Emirates the last time we won there, twelve years ago. Cabral wasn't it? Uh, Cabral and uh, Van der Vaart yeah. penalty. Uh, I just, I just didn't see us getting anything, and I was just the pain of. The way it started, and it's, I just like front foot football and defending on the edge of your six-yard box. And for that first goal, it was just like this line of players on the edge of the six-yard box. It was just like left there. It was just in, inviting that pressure and inviting Partey to, you know, like nobody near him when he hit that, the Loris mistake. I mean, it's just a result of like... Inviting pressure on. You do, know, do so I'm so very disappointed with it. Yeah. Do, do you think though, like having, you know, we all play football ourselves. Do you think like when when you're a team and you've got the ball, 
so much. You grow in confidence. So like you, you're moving the ball around. You're moving the ball quickly. So what do you think? Do you, that sometimes we need to be on the front foot as piece. Well, we need some possession really because it's very difficult to just not have the ball, not have the ball. It's suddenly happening. It's just a horrible watch. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer I'd prefer for us to control the game a little bit more, but. I think the realistic thing is that we do we really have like the controllers in our team. Like we've got two. You, part of the argument is like we should be playing like a more of like a three-five-two rather than the three-four-three. Mm. And I think there's there's something there's something to that because when you're playing the three-four-three, you've got what two guys in the middle who is like okay, Benton Core is quite comfortable, I think. But like I don't think Hoiberg's that much of like a ball player really. Mm. And then you've got. Emerson, who's not the most confident on the right, and then yeah, so I, I don't think I don't I don't think we actually we're not playing the right system to if you're going to play that that way of playing. And I just knew what was coming because like if you're playing that three four three, then yeah. you it's all it's all on the counter attack. Yeah, can, can I take issue with that? I've seen Hoiberg playing some really positive passing assists and passing movements this season. Yeah, I I, I agree. With you. But against their three man midfield though. Against yeah, their yeah, against yeah, their yeah. older guy Partey and I forget the yeah, other guy. Yeah, but. Run. yeah, yeah. Run. yeah. Um, but Matt, you 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 play, you play centre back most of your time. When, when you're playing in a, in a three centre back and you've got wing backs there, they're, they're they're not really playing as wing backs, are they? It's like it's like playing with a back five. Do you think? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, going forward, and it's it's all about the, the um, attack, isn't it? It's like going forward, we're, we're great and it's speedy and it's quick and everyone's plows forward. But when we sit back and it's Anything can happen. It's like every team that we play has a player who can score a goal from 30 yards. Yeah. And then your whole game plan has gone. That's a great Because we do not have any plan. We don't have a plan B. I, I mean, well, if we do, I can't see it. Yeah. Um, but let, let's come on to plan B in a minute. I just want to go back, Kaspar. Is, is Emerson a bit unfairly treated? And do, you, and do you think it was a red card? Do you know what? I think there wasn't many complaints, but I saw this, I saw this thing where... Van Dyke did the same challenge against Everton, yeah. mm. and uh, he doesn't really get sent off, which was a lot worse. I feel like it's, if it's not in a derby, I feel like because it was in a derby, he probably could have got away with it. And it was the home crowd, maybe. Yeah, but uh, Van Dyke was in a derby though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. against the home crowd as well. So I think I think he is right. quite. I mean, I don't know. It's a hard one. I thought he played really well the other day. Yeah, I thought he was quite unfairly treated. Yeah. The other day, because I didn't think he played well, but I think overall he is a against, little bit against Frankfurt. Um, against Frankfurt, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like he's a little bit unfairly treated. And um, Peter, your thoughts on Emerson unfairly treated? I think in that, in real time, it didn't look that bad. You know, I thought, yeah. well, what's he making that challenge for? He's like, oh, in their final third, the guy's heading the wrong way, yeah. heading towards. Why has he made the challenge? And then, obviously, everything. If you keep slowing it down, and then his studs are showing, and you think, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I can see why it's been given, but Martinelli rolling over three or four times didn't help. Yeah. There was no force or aggression in that challenge. It was just yeah. like, no, it it's just the, stud, the studs are up. Yeah. It was just irritating that he, I was angry with him for making that challenge. Yeah. But like, you know, and, and just, it's just idiotic. I just couldn't yeah. understand it. Yeah, we, but like we all, like you mentioned it before, we all play football. Like Matt, me, and you play in the same game of football, mm. uh, like a seven aside. And I can only like liken it to like, you know, when you play in like these kind of small sided games where you only have a keeper who can go in the box. Mm. And this, bear with me, this will make sense eventually. <laughs> but like you. There's there's that trick that players will always do where like they'll always go back to the keeper and that's it. Then the game just resets. And I had the same annoyance with like I get really really annoyed when players don't see that when I'm playing in a in like a small sided game I'm like just mark the box because you know that what they're going to try and do they're going to go back to the keeper that's the obvious thing to do you keep them penned there and that was the same thing Emerson all he had to do was just keep Martinelli going back the other way mm. forget the red card forget all of that I was just annoyed in real time yeah bloody yeah. why are you giving away a foul there it's like it's the same it's exactly the same as giving one away on the edge yeah. of your own box and then okay. you've got someone who can like. Swinging yeah. a dangerous cross. Yeah. It's like just keep him going back for the sake of for the sake of the moment in the game. That in that yeah. moment, he's killed. Yeah. He's killed. And then and then yeah. for, for the red card, it's yeah. like oh oh yeah. no! I didn't. Even, not for one moment did it go through a lot of people's minds. I don't think that he might actually get sent off. But. Is, is he unfairly? Yeah. See, I think he's unfairly treated, Peter, because it's a tough position to play. I think wing back, especially. I don't think he's a natural wing back. No, he's not so a natural. But 
I don't think he's getting a lot of good ball. I mean, Lloris's balls out to him are pretty terrible. Mm. I think he's receiving the ball and sometimes he hasn't got a lot of people to pass to. We're very right-sided rather than go out the left side, do we think? Yeah. So, Peter, yeah. I, I feel he's a little bit unfairly to that. Do you think there's a player in there? I, I think as a, I don't think he's like I agree with you. He's not a natural wing back. Uh, he's been asked to do something that's not like naturally in his nature. I don't think he's a bad defender. Yeah. It's just going forward. It just frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah. That there's, there's a ball out to him a lot, and it, you just the end product just does my head in. It, it, and what, um, what, what, do you, but what is he not doing? Is he not so being? Well, it's just his delivery. His delivery is just awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just over here. Or under him. The thing, the thing is, it's a position where so much gets, is expected of that player. Yeah, They're really. expected to make 50, 60 yard runs yeah. constantly through the game. Yeah, and it's key to the our game. might be there, but it's like you might be brilliant going forward, but if you're not a great defender, how are you going yeah. to get back? There are yeah. the fittest people on the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going gonna, gonna to probably get to Judge Sprints later, but uh, that frustrates me yeah. that we've got somebody yeah. who's like, that we haven't even looked at. Yes. Yeah. Potentially. No one's seen yet, really. Well, shall, yeah. well, shall, well, shall we talk about Jed Spence then? Casper, you're quite a big fan of Jed Spence. I haven't really seen too much. You've seen a little, you watched a few times last year, didn't you? Yeah. What's, what's your thoughts on him? I mean, I think, I just think he'll give us more going forward because when I, when I see us play, I don't really see, I don't really see our wing-backs defensively ever really being a massive issue. Yeah. So I feel like going forward, I think he'll be really good. You know, he's rapid. And I, f- I still feel like he's he's got a bit defensively, but I know he's got a lot going forward. But like you can't just keep him on the bench when Emerson isn't really playing that badly. I mean, we've got three Premier League games without Emerson, so you've got to give him a chance in one of them. And yes. if he's and if he's so against playing Doherty and Spence, I mean that that sin that that selection on Saturday is mm. going to be really interesting. I think it'll be Perisic to be honest. He'll, he'll go Doherty, won't he? He'll go Perisic, I think. I don't even know why we didn't do that against Arsenal, to be honest. Like, I don't really, like, I'm, I'm with whoever it was that said, I don't think Emerson's been like terrible this season. He's not been that bad. We were kind of expecting too much of him, like you say. Perisic's in one-on-one situations, per- I worry about. I thought Perisic was all right against Leicester. But do you not think Perisic pushes, man, do you think Perisic pushes them back because he goes forward more? He might push their full backs back. Or yeah, I, it's really hard to say. There's so many intricacies to, to that to that thing, and it's that all, all of the wing backs in the whole Premier League have all got slightly different. It's like you look at uh, Trent um, Alexander Arnold. He's getting slaughtered at the moment. Yeah. Because okay, he's made a few defensive mistakes, and it's like yeah. mm-hmm. it's going to happen, isn't it? Because it's the whole emphasis of it is put on these players, and it's like they might be brilliant crosses the ball and going forward, but. I worry about Perisic there and a yeah. one-on-one. So he's going to have Trossard coming down that side that's as well. Silly, yeah. And I, I, I just, watch, I just I'm just not happy yeah. with him starting there. Okay, so so you so do we think that it will be Perisic at right back and assessing uh, uh, wing back and possibly? Left I don't think. I think, I'm sure. I think we'll go. I think he'll go right. go with the dock yeah. personally. Yeah. 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 So. He's a, yeah. bit, he's a bit scathing though. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear his press conference? Yeah. And no, he's, not, he's not really. Yeah. Yeah. He said he's not. He said he, he said he's not ready to play. He said yeah. I'm not seeing a player. He played every game last season, but I'm not seeing a player. What? I see them every day in training. But also, he's saying like, it's he, he was saying I don't want to lose. Yeah. So if you're Spence and Doherty, what are you thinking there? What, what, why is he coming out with that? I maybe there's something play. something lost in the translation there. I don't think he's saying maybe, I, I picked the team to win. Yeah. You know. He's not saying that with the team in it, we're gonna with Doherty yeah. in the team, we're gonna. I think lose, the, the the not wanting to lose, to be fair to him, might have been like the context of closing up against Arsenal. Mm. That might I can't remember what in what answer that was, but definitely in, he was talking about Doherty not being ready to play. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it would be Perisic uh, right wing back against uh, Brighton personally. But do, do do we need a bit of pragmatism against the Arsenal <coughs> against read the Arsenal game? I don't want to dwell too much on it, but Matt, do you, you know, do we need pragmatism? Um, we've been quite lucky in all of our games. Yes. We should have lost to Chelsea. We should have lost to West Ham. Yeah, uh, but we didn't. And you think, well, are we a lucky team? Which, if we are, okay, I'm more than happy to be a lucky team. Mm. But yeah. it's not and when your luck runs out, this is what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and do we think as well in like the Premier League? Are we over overreacting, Casper? Six, are we six or seven games in, are we? Are we overreacting? We're third in the league. It's a defeat. Are we overreacting? I mean, 
I think I don't think we would be overreacting if we haven't been playing so badly this season. Yeah. I feel like we we never really go to the Emirates and win, but in the manner that we lost and how we played and how we've really been playing all season, mm. I don't think it's an overreaction because it's just it's predictable. Yeah, it's just poor football. Yeah. It? It's poor football. Um, I just want to go to you, Sim, like, you know, being in the world of media. So do you think that the world of social media is to blame for a lot of fan reaction? Because back in, say, me, Matt and Peter's day, you know, we would go to the game, might have a quick couple of pints afterwards, talk about the game, go yeah. home, yeah? Mm. It's done. Might be yeah, in the yeah. newspapers the next day. But now everyone has a voice in social media that spreads the negativity. And if it wasn't around, do you think... Do you think maybe that's the driver in it? And if you're not saying not on social media, you just get you just think you're pragmatic and move on. Yeah, I mean it, it's always going to be like upset, aren't there? When when we lose to Arsenal, mm. um, but I think possibly people, I don't the, the side of social media I don't really like. And to be honest, I don't engage with it that much. But the side of it I don't like is like the fans like clashing with each other on it. And I suppose yeah. you'd rather they clash with each other on social media than in the streets. Yeah, <laughs> but like. I'd, yeah, I, I can't really stand all that stuff about like one Tottenham fan goes, oh, there's one game, look at where we are, and then you've got one going, oh, it's rubbish to watch, yeah, and, yeah. Then it's like, and then it's like, and then, yeah, and then yeah. it turns it, and then that, that plus that equals, no. well, maybe Conte should go, of course Conte, like, yeah. Conte's fantastic. Yeah. 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 That's just, uh, you know, we're all hurting from that game. Yeah, yeah. 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 and I think people phone into the radio, your radio station, yeah. Sim, you know, and not say, you know, Conte out. Well, I, 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 I work on, like, at the moment, because I can't really go to any of the Saturday games, because I'm working on, like, a phone-in show. Yeah. Talks with Gabriel Bonnar and Jamie O'Hara yeah. and um, you can imagine the kind of people that attracts yeah. and there was just one guy who, who who phoned up last week and it really just irritated me because he yeah. was like his name was Matt and he it just wasn't me no it, it might have been <laughs> you <Not me. laughs> it was, it was shaggy it wasn't me. Yeah, but, but he just but like he just started going back to like Daniel Levy oh, and I was like for God's horror. sake don't be was don't, he playing right back well, exactly, yeah. Exactly. It was, and it was and like this, this like five minutes shouting down the phone rant about nothing's gonna get better until this man Daniel Levy comes out of our. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna no. go too far into that. But it's like we're saying we we never win at the uh, the Emirates. We never won at Highbury. We've yeah. won since was it the Hendry guy, the, the striker, yeah, yeah, yeah. striker in the in 1993 scored the winner at Highbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, might have done it. Maybe what? Maybe, 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 maybe two or three. Maybe yeah. 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 But. Since then, in 1993, we've yeah. won there once in 30 games, yeah. and one, and that was Kabul at the Emirates in mm. 2010. So like we, yeah. that, Alan Sugar wasn't winning there, Irving Scholar wasn't winning there, yeah. Daniel Levy's not it's winning not there. A so it's rubbish. Ground for us. No, 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 that we just accept that. That's, no. yeah. the pain comes from someone like Sophie Nikolai getting on to talk sport and saying, "Oh, Spurs have been overachieving and all that oh, nonsense." Yeah. And, Arsenal have the history and you know like, oh, it's just all that nonsense but like, not... we need a big dollop of perspective yes yeah that's the, the fact is that we need they have the Europa League and that's going to kick in what, that's going to yes. eat into what's a good sport. question Are, who forget the fact we just played them a yeah. few days ago who's actually better right now are you going to go to that yes I'll let you go okay, then, mate. I'll let you go okay, then. so a question we go around the table okay see I genuinely believe that we will finish above Arsenal, okay? I just think I, I, there, are, there are a few injuries or suspensions away from being Arsenal, the yeah. real Arsenal. Yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah. so, because we're going to spread on the table, will we finish above Arsenal? Yeah. Right. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely. Peter? I'm a bit worried about Arteta yeah. being potentially the real deal. They've got these two Man City players they've added to their squad, mm-hmm. and they are title winners. And they know how to get over the line. I'm just a bit worried about that. So I'm not going to say irreversibly that we're not going to get sent off to Ringham's Day again. I'm just a bit worried about, about it. Okay. They, they've just become worryingly good. But worryingly good, you think... You know, have, but the Europa just... League will eat into yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we'll probably yeah. just enter them out. Yeah. That's, okay. the, that's, my, that's my heart. Okay. Speaking. <laughs> okay. um, Matt, you heard it here first. We will definitely finish above Arsenal. And because purely, I agree with Pete, the Europa League is a poison chalice. We've been in for year after year and it kills mm. your season. It does, yeah. And you, you've got the World Cup as well. So I don't know what 
influence that's going to have. It's going to have a weird. It's going to be a very strange season, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I, I do think I do see us. It's, it's actually it's actually better to be flying after the World Cup than be flying now. Yeah. yeah. Because all you're going to do is have your momentum broken by yeah. that. True. That's true. Yeah. I just, I just want to come back to Sim. You mentioned about someone phoned up about Talksport blaming Daniel Levy. <laughs> But you know, do, we, do we, do we, Peter? Do we look back and, in hindsight, look at our transfer window and think, was it that great? Um, in hindsight, the, the the most recent transfer window. The most window? recent one, and, uh, and, and is, there, is there an argument that maybe that there's a knock-on effect to to Sims, the guy who finds that there's a knock-on effect of yeah. the past five, six, seven transfer windows, some of which we didn't even buy anyone. The thing is that yeah, that that's obviously had an effect moving forward. But the the, the window with Kulisewski and um, and Vedekov was a good window. Superb, yeah. uh, the last window, jury's out because we have not seen Spence. Yeah. Basuma's not really been integrated, not being really used enough. So I can't really comment on this window as having. It's just that they've got two guys in who've hit the ground running. Yeah. And if if you're going to judge it by that, then I think. I'm not going to say we've had a bad window, but they've definitely had a better window than us. Um, if you're talking about comparatively with mm. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Matt, do you, you think the, the last window was good now, or do you, you with Peter? Uh, yeah, absolutely. With, with Pete all the way. Um, you know, because Pete is, you know, a he's a guru, and uh, he always <laughs> speaks sense. But I actually yeah. do, yeah. It's, it's, uh, why did we sign Spence? Yeah. Because surely Conte would have been in that discussion. Shall we sign him? Not one of his signings, he said. But that's yeah, but, even, say but that. even even saying that, why would you say that? Why then there's something there's something probably fundamentally wrong with the with the way we we're buying players at Tottenham. Yeah. Well, who, how many the managers I, say I, he didn't want to sign? Yeah. Why, why, why so they they bought Vizinchenko, um, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, and who, who were the other guys they brought in? They. Saliba. Yeah. So Saliba came back. So he's he's been irritating. Because yeah. he's just he's come in, good, yeah. he's come in from yeah. like yeah. free loan spells and then just gone sl- slotted straight in. And to be honest, he could probably play for any, he could probably start for any team in the Premier League. I think he'd start yeah. for Man City. Yeah. He's he's probably is the real deal. He's also back. he also has the longest uh, fan chant ever. It goes on for about ten minutes. Yeah, well that's. Lever. That's just part of the stuff that's just. And he's listening. making the centre back partner, the average guy next to him, what's his name? Gabriel. Look good. Gabriel. That's the problem. He's making dream, the other guy look good. His dreams have come true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's actually really good, Peter. That he is. just needs a patch <laughs> over, the, over one of his he's eyes. Not pa- he's not a patch on the other Never lose it. Never lose it. Been away for a little while. Okay, um, I just want to come back to a format. Just go on to formation now because. Yeah, we keep talking about, you know, I've said in the last few podcasts, Casper, about is Conte a bit of a one-trick pony? You know, the last season we played the same formation that last about 11 games and it worked. This year, there's no plan B. What do you think, Casper? What, what, what do we need to do to have a plan B? And what is that plan B? I feel like some of the subs that Conte makes in some games, like the Arsenal game just after sending off, you know, I don't know why he's trying to go defensive when we're 3-1 down. But, you know, I, I feel like there is a plan B. I feel like he should probably, because most of the time, I think he just should just change the formation instead of just bringing subs on. Um, okay, that's mm. a good point, actually. Because yeah. you, like, especially the Arsenal game, I don't think he should have kept five at the back and we were 3-1 down and just had a man sent off. Damage, damage limitation, though. Yeah, I think to, to, to have a morale-sapping fight, if we'd gone five or six one, that would have been yes. so morale sapping. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Okay. So so I, I think it's damage limitation. I get that, but yeah, I, I don't know, I don't really know if there's a plan B. Only time to tell really. Um, so, but Sim, like, like the end of last season, we were a lovely flowing football last season. What, what has happened? Have we been found out a little bit? You know, because he's not changing yeah. the formation, the same yeah. players are there. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more a case of when those attackers aren't flying and when they're not like when their shots are going wide like we saw against Frankfurt and stuff then that's the margins it's like two of those shots go in and suddenly it's it's an amazing away performance in Europe yeah it's that that's the difference also when have we ever not been like a one-trick pony anyway like under Pochettino we were playing this sort of swashbuckling sort of pressing football where like the the method of scoring goals is pretty similar wasn't it I know there was the time where like we had Rosen Walker going down yeah. Down the flanks, and you know, if we had them too, like in in their in their top form, mm. 
at the wing back positions, then maybe that's where like the different ways of scoring will come from. I, I think I think I think Sessegnon should be playing a lot more mm. because he seems to be the only guy like in those wide positions that is actually delivering decent balls and mm-hmm. can sort of deliver them. He's, deliver. Come, on, he's come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, he? I, so I, I just think it's a diff- the the, pro- the reason we're, we've stopped scoring is because basically we just haven't been hitting the target. Son's mm. Son hit the target for 15 minutes against Leicester, yeah. but all season he's been sort of misfiring. Mm. But like it's just the, the whole the whole thing about like the plan B. Mm. I just don't. I don't know how many teams have a plan B anyway. Really, That's like the only the only the only thing I will say is our our, our worry is when we switch from the five, and I think that's what Conte is worried about. It's like when we switch from that five back, then we do look really exposed, yeah. um, just individually. I think, which is a bit worrying. But yeah. Matt, you know, we, we I, I look. At, I sometimes. I mean, I look, I watch Chelsea playing. I don't really watch Arsenal play much. And you know, when you watch City play, they seem really fluid. Mm. Why, why are we not fluid like that? They pass through the yeah, lines. I, I, I don't know why. What is it? I, 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 th- I think we're missing um, an Ericsson type of player mm. who's who's like a focal point in midfield, who's just sitting, who's not the holding and he's not a defensive, but he's just there. It's all a bit muddled at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. What do you think? You... Do you, do you, see, I think, that, I think they've found out our midfielders a little bit. And I, when I was watching the game the other night, of the Frankfurt game, come on to that in a minute but I just find like when our defenders like Dyer and Romero want to play the ball into Bentancur mm. I think people have like worked it out they sort of block that yeah. block it to him so they can't get him once. that's not hard is it really yeah, to do they just, they just block the angle and I think maybe that's found out a little bit and maybe sometimes mix it up with a Basuma like a three man midfield sometimes. yeah I agree I, that's yeah. I, I just not be, I mean, because like you think the I said, I think I said in the last podcast, I think the planning on the training ground for the other teams, they literally know what formation mm. they need to play against, don't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's quite a lot. There's that, and then there's you get you see the ball come through when it does come through to some. There's like three players around him. Yeah. So he's a marked man. Yeah. Golden yeah. Boot from last season. He's a marked man. Yeah. Hence Kane has been getting the goals, but sounds like. Yeah, you know, I, it's, I, it's, it's all a bit predictable is, and is, easy to stop. This is this might be going like a little bit like off piece to the, as well, but like, is there any worry about with the World Cup coming up? Someone like Kane, who's normally putting himself in the thick of the action, always going after the ball, not minding having a few players around him. Mm. Is someone like him? And I know like he's not the only player who's going to the World Cup, but I know it's he's kind of when, when I think of, when I think of like Kane, a lot of it obviously I think of Spurs, but I think about England captain. And also, he's had injury problems in the past, like yeah. wheat a bit's ankles. Yeah. <laughs> is he not worried? Is he is he a bit like? Is he holding back a little bit? I that's, don't know. That's a really great point, Castle. What do you think about the players? Because mentally, you know, there's, there's time. I mean, for example, last season, you know, playing for your even at your you know level, playing for your team on a Sunday, knowing you've got a really important school game, you, you weren't the same player. No, I mean, I, I don't know, but. I feel like, especially with Harry Kane, I feel like he always, I mean, he's a hes a Spurs fan, like a proper Spurs fan, so he always wants to win. But I don't know about any other players, because I mean, like Perisic, especially Perisic, you know, you know, you know he's going to the World Cup with Croatia, he's getting older, you know, he's getting, he's getting a lot less, do you know what I mean? So he's... I, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I don't think that would happen with Kane because I, I switched back to Wayne Rooney in 2006 and the Metatarsal meta and, and, and Beckham before that, yeah. Metatarsal, both talisman, yeah. both got injured just before World Cups. I don't think they'd be holding back. Yuri Geller was there for us though, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 oh, well, what would it be about that, man? Yeah. Where would he be about that? But Matt, there must be, do you know, what do you think on that thing Sim said about that? Because I mean, there's, there's times when, you know, there must be times in your football career, you think, oh, I really want to play in that game, so I'm not going to play in my Monday night game, something like that. I know it's a much lower level, but we're human beings. There must be, it must be the same thought pattern. Do you know what? I mean, I, I, that's never happened to me because I'm just so grateful to play any game of football, yeah. really. So, yeah. I, but so I can't. It's possible for me to comment, but I, I'd like to think that they treat. I'm sure they treat every game the same. I, th- I genuinely think there's there's something different with Kane. I genuinely think sometimes you can tell you can tell by Kane when he's not committing himself fully. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just looks a little when and when he's bad, he's really really bad. But he, he and at the moment he just like. 
Do you remember, well, he's, remember? He's always exhausted, though, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think, I think, I think there was. You're right. There was definitely a period where he did not look at it. Yeah. But he's got to be. T- he was tired. I think he just played the whole summer and. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I'm just, the, the I'm just thinking like, but but like the, the amount like he's had so many injuries and like the the most recent one I can remember I think he's probably had more since then. But remember the one like Southampton New Year's Day yeah. where he just he he, sco- he even scored it was offside and he was like stretching for that ball and his whatever came off the bone or his hamstring came off the bone or something. Yeah. And Norwich? it was like was that Norwich or something. Yeah. Like, it's away at Southampton, Southampton yeah. Yeah. and it was like that. Yeah, horrible game. <laughs> but, but anything like that could just happen. I'm, I genuinely think with him, and I'm not calling out his commitment or anything. He loves Spurs. He loves playing football. He loves scoring goals. I just, I just think, and it's only going to get worse between now and November. There's going to be that thought in his head about the World sure Cup. There, there will be, be. There must be all teams, though. Do you think? No, oh, it's just something. Well, not Harland's not even going to no, is exactly. he exactly so he's, yeah. not, he's not going to suffer there's just, there's just something about Kane I can just tell I can just, I can just tell many, when he's not in, in how many days 11 but, games yeah. and that's going to take a toll can I make a point about Kane though because I, I, you know, I remember watching um, Tevez for Man City once no for West Ham once and he literally ran around like an absolute cretin like running <laughs> around like a headless chicken he was yeah. and the West Ham fans were lapping it out like the thickos they are yeah. and like you know he is like he, he, he's running around I don't want Kane doing that though I want him to be an intelligent runner I don't want yeah. to chase the ball down for the goalkeeper no. but do you think he's just an intelligent footballer who's not that's not his game and you know yeah, I think so. Think? I think so. Yeah, he, no, he, he's intelligent and yeah. he knows how. Even, even if he doesn't affect a game in one way, he'll try and affect it in another mm. way. Yeah. Um, can I just come back to a sub, uh, actually? Let's move on to the Frankfurt game, okay? Because I, I felt, Casper, what did you feel? I felt Frankfurt. I mean, you you had an absolute hissy fit because it was terrible. But in hindsight, do you think we played a lot more forward? Um, I mean, I, I I was I was fuming off the game because really? I didn't. I didn't notice. No, because they just they were just awful. They were dreadful. They're the worst team in the group, and the amount of chances that we have with the forwards we have, it we really should be winning that game pretty easily. I think that game probably should have and could have been done uh, at half time. Mm. But and then I just I just think I didn't like. I well, this is what I thought. I thought Conte was just settling for a draw. Which is just a bit, you know. What I mean, they're 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 not very good. They're uh, however low they are in the Bundesliga. They just they just weren't a good team. So I just think. Um, Sim, do you did you feel any positives from the game? Uh, I mean, the positive is that we didn't get beat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because that's such I'm a tight. I'm talking about the style of play. So the I, style... Thought, I thought we played. No, more... I thought so. I thought so as well. I, I thought I thought we were fine. I thought we, we played quite progressively. Casper yeah. mentioned earlier. I think Emerson quite played quite well. Mm. It was an unchanged team from the Arsenal game, so they clearly weren't like battered, bruised, and mentally scarred, were they? Yeah. Um, they looked like a team who were ready to put the wrong right. Yeah. We just luck didn't go our way. But in the scheme of the group, it's a really tight group. Like I think it's it's what four four three three in terms of the points. Yeah. So we have to beat it, whatever happened away. We didn't lose at least, but we have to beat them in the upcoming game on Wednesday. Matt, do you did you get any positive Frankfurt game? I did not watch it at all, so um, <laughs> I, I didn't see any of it. I haven't seen highlights either, so I couldn't, can't really comment. Um, it's a point away. Yeah, that, that's, that's that's it. And Peter, your thoughts on the Frankfurt game? I thought the performance was an improvement on the North London derby. Yeah. We played more on the front foot. We created a lot of chances which on another day would have notched. We would have notched. Yeah. I was really a bit frustrated and irritated by the overhit passes in the final ball. Yeah. I think Conte might have mentioned it just like, like I think particularly Son was guilty of it. Like, yeah. I think he could have played with Charleston in and just mm. overhit. Uh, you know, like what should have been like a perfectly weighted ball, and yeah. I think I think um, did Richardson enough to pull wide, and the chance had gone. Just so many chances, but I think the overall performance was yeah. more on the front foot, which was. In, but then the frustration was just we didn't. I could have put that group to bed really if yeah, we we could have yeah. uh, just got a goal really. Mm. I thought I thought there was some nice link up playing some like between the front three. I thought that that was a positive from that game, but I don't yeah. you know. I mean, I was frustrated in the end, but I think in hindsight, that point could be... I think we'll, I beat, think them we'll at, beat them at, at home, home, at home next week. we'll beat Sporting yeah. at home, yeah. and then maybe we just got to go to 
Marseille and get a draw and yeah. I think that's I think a tough that's, one that'll be tough yeah but I think that's how the group will pan out yeah, everyone's beating everyone really yeah. yeah we have to attack them at home though we'll be like, fine that's not at home. that's the like the I don't think the the crowd will accept it if like is, is anyone here because we're, we're both going to that game yeah, we, oh, we're not going to Frankfurt, we're going to Sporting. We're going to Sporting. Yeah, we've got tickets for Frankfurt, so right. I, I think we're going to beat them quite comprehensively. Because yeah. we created so many chances out there. I don't yeah, think we can... They tried a lot, didn't they, as well, Frankfurt. Yeah. It's yeah. a really open game at the end. Yeah, we, but we have to attack them, I think. We have to go and yeah. look like we need to, like look like we have to win the game, even though I mean, we kind of do have to win it, don't we? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, let's, let's, let's move on from Frankfurt then um, and sort of obviously we go into the World Cup um, conceivably Casper after that Leeds game where, where are we going to be I mean who is our fixtures we've got quite a lot of fixtures we've got Brighton Everton Man United Newcastle Bournemouth Liverpool and Leeds and Forest. oh no Leeds Forest is in the Thingy Cup I think we'll be exactly where we are now I don't think we'll lose Third that. Fourth? Third. I don't think we'll lose that many of those games. Yeah. But I don't think Arsenal or and City will lose any of their remaining games to the World Cup. Okay, so do you think we can sort of I mean if we can go into there in that roughly the same position as we're in now, third or fourth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sim, what are your thoughts? How do you think we'll get to Le- by the end of the Leeds game where, you know, are we gonna be are we gonna be where we are? Yeah, we probably will be. I think, and I think we'll. We'll, well we run the fixtures though. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. fixtures look good. The, the ones you just read out look look like really good games on paper. Yeah, <laughs> it's always dangerous to talk about on paper, isn't it? But yeah. um, like, I mean, we we were kicked, we were dragged. Sorry, dragged, kicking and screaming to losing the game. Yeah. To the point, like we we Matt mentioned it earlier. We played pretty poorly against Chelsea. Yeah. Lucky to draw against West Ham. Really, there's a few other games we didn't play that well in. And then just what eighth time lucky, eighth time unlucky. We got beat by Arsenal. Yeah. I don't. I genuinely don't. I think we've got different metal about us in terms of losing the games. And I think we have too much firepower not to win most of our games between now and then. Mm. So Man United away. It's just that's just got lost written all over it for me. When is that? Is that off? That's on the nineteenth. Wednesday, Wednesday the nineteenth of October. So that's just got we just lose games like that which really really annoys me and they, they they'll probably go into it playing badly they'll probably have a few bad results and then they'll just Bring go Ronaldo and beat on. yeah 2-1 so written all <laughs> yeah 2-1 <Yeah. laughs> Ronaldo and Sancho or something <laughs> um, like out of form players yeah yeah. I mean yeah as, as Peter always says Dr Tottenham yeah <laughs> Dr Tottenham comes yeah. to um, Peter as, 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 as you're on the, the doctor's couch um, what do you think where are we going to be by the time we get to the World Cup, that Leeds game? I think if we, if we sort of like, we're in, at least in the top four, yeah. that means that we're within touching distance of a dream, yeah. or within striking distance. I think... What is the dream? The dream is to make a, ch- a title challenge. I don't think we're going to win the title, but to be, maybe, I think we're maybe be in that top. I mean, Conte's uh, all about winning the league. Yeah. The dream would be to win the league. Don't think we can do that yeah. this season. But if by the time of the time of asking, if we're within touching distance, I mean that's all we can ask for. Because I agree with Sim. It's after the World Cup, then that's the business end of the season. I think. Yeah. So just just being, it's like being in a in a in a eighteen hundred in a fifteen hundred meter race. If you're like in the final lap, if you're just really on the shoulders, yeah. you're in a good striking position to yeah. power through. Wearing those really tight Steve Ovet shorts. Yeah, well, it <laughs> might, might be a hindrance more than that. Not, not, not a great thing to wear. <laughs> yeah. um, Matt, someone who wears uh, tight, tight shorts all the time I walking do. around the streets. That's me. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think? Do you think we can get, like, remember last season, towards the end of the season, do you think we can get on that, once we get on that sort of roll with those runner fixtures? Yeah, I, I, I liken this season to like a two day stag do. So <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think if you can. If you're still standing by <laughs> by the second night, um, and you're there or thereabouts, and like all yeah. the hangers are on there, you, yeah. think you stand a chance of being that, the legend of the stag do. That is the best analogy. Yeah, that's um, Ian Holloway levels. That is yeah, yeah, right, yeah. the two day stag do. Yeah. That is brilliant. I'm loving that. And how many stag do's are you on where you've actually been in that position? No. Pretty much everyone. <laughs> no. Surely, your stag do? Yeah, no. That was no. a one dayer. So what? So what we say? So what we saying about Arsenal? They'll be like 
at the end of this, like the first day, they'll be, I don't know. They'll be vomiting, chained to a lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they got too hard in the first half. Yeah, just as loud. With a bollard on their head. <laughs> that, that, they'll be playing against Dinamo Cheeky Girls yeah. in the Europa League, yeah. and that's what's going to yeah. really. I hope they go very far in the Europa League. Yes. Yeah. Right to the final. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. lose, lose on penalties. <laughs> but, but, seriously, <laughs> I was sick of it. <laughs> but uh, seriously, I think, I think last, the end of last season, those last 11 games, Casper, was it 11 games we pretty much went undefeated? I mean, I mean, since the Arsenal game, we didn't lose in the Premier League since Brighton last season. Yeah, but it's incredible. The run. And good, I just good. think, I think, I think we, we could just click. And that's why, that's why I feel confident we could finish above Arsenal. Yeah. Because yeah. I think we can click we've done it last year a lot of the players are still there yeah. Yeah. I think Kulu's a big miss yeah. for us isn't yeah. he but then Richie I'm loving Richie and, I, and yeah. one of the things I don't understand is and is why sometimes he doesn't you know play drops on a little bit and it's not dropping him it's just no. resting or doing something different it's a squad game. Because yeah. I, I think he should have bought Son off against Frankfurt yes and kept Richarlison on because Son did not look like he was going to do anything mm. yeah what, what, one, one last question. Are we missing Lucas Morris in? Uh, as an impact. Has he played us all this season? I kind of forgot about him. Where is he? He's just got a he's injured. Where even is he? He's injured, yeah. He's injured. Uh, I think we're missing Kulu. I still don't think he would be that high up in my in my choices yeah. of uh, if, if anything I mean we sold Bergwijn in the summer I would have yeah. probably dispensed with Lucas and stuck with Bergwijn. Oh, interesting. Mm. But yeah. also I think Bergwijn for the sake of his career had to move on. Yeah. He did have to, and, it, and, it's, and it's working out for him. But no, I don't think Lucas is the yeah. answer. I think I think Bergwijn was like on the first day of a stag do, he was really being sick, and he's just gone home on the train. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Just, he, just, he and it's going to excuse up, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's left the heating on. <laughs> he's not even made it to the first oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm worried about the Kulu injury because the fact that Conte is not committing on how long he's going to be out for. He just he doesn't know. Yeah. It might be like a, a long spell out. That that, but, is, but, that could be really key that's, key. But that's incredible, that Peter. You say that because now we're not. You know, we've got Richie. You know, like last year we'd have been. You know, we'd have had to bring on like Matt or you know. <laughs> oh my God. To play the game. You know, we just didn't have a great squad then, but now no. you know, we have Richie in there. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's but like I, I asked a question about our window earlier on, and I, I think I still think our window has been good, and I think it's still going to be proven to be better. Like, yeah, Basuma was probably the biggest signing out yes. of all of them. Like, he was the he was probably the best player on paper that yeah. we brought in, yeah. and he's I think it's like tactical indiscipline is well the yeah, reason yeah. why he said he's not been playing at the moment. But yeah. I think he will play more between now and the end of the season, definitely. Yeah, Casper um, Basuma, do you think once he gets going? And maybe they might play him against his old team on Saturday. What, what, what do you think? What do you think? How the season's going to pan out for Basuma? I think. Uh, I mean, see, I I really don't rate Hoiberg. I'd rather. I'd much rather Basuma plays. But I feel like. I feel like somebody will get injured. I feel like uh, Hoiberg and Ben Tenkor both going to the World Cup. And I don't think. I mean, I don't think. I don't know if Basuma's even going or. Mm. Even if he is, I don't think he'll go far. Mm. So I feel like, I feel like he will get game time because you know, I feel like we'll be in all four competitions for quite a long time, or a little, or at least till January. Mm. So I feel like he will play, and I feel like he he'll get into a rhythm. Mm. Yeah. But you know, he, he can't really tell. Okay. Um, well, that sort of leads us on to a great uh, little a special guest we've got today. I mean, we all love uh, football commentary. You know, I'm sure when we were younger, that was a dream of mine to be a commentator. I'm sure around the table, did we all be oh, football commentators? Yes. Yeah. Um, so we we've actually got a special 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 guest thanks to Sim. Sim, do you want to introduce our special guest? Yeah, I I will do. So yeah, we, I this is a little while back now, but it's timeless content. Yeah. Um, so. We'll play it out anyway. We'll wheel it out and have a little discussion off the back of it. Uh, but yeah, at work I managed to catch up with the legendary BBC commentator Jonathan Pierce, um, and yeah, I was just I was kind of leading him to because he's working on one of the shows that I was working on. So I kind of like led him into the studio, um, took him out. Um, not that he needed to be leading him in yeah. as such, but like yeah, just just um, as we do with any guests in the studio, just kind of make sure they're comfortable and. And um, yeah, I managed to have a little chat with him 
going down in the lift, heading out of the building. And yeah, just like thought someone like him, he's watched so much of Spurs. Like I'm a Spurs fan, but he's watched so much more of Tottenham than me uh, from like a prime position as well. So yeah, I thought I'd ask him what some of his best Spurs moments have been. And here he is. Well, I remember the cup, the cup final against Forest, and of course the semi-final against Arsenal, um, and the Gascoigne free kick. Although I wasn't doing the commentary that at that moment in that game, um, but it was it was an unbelievable uh, match, and, and the final itself, of course, had all the drama. Gascoigne. So whenever Gascoigne played, and Chrissy Waddle played, and Lineker that that time at Capital Gold, I think Waddle was Player of the Year. Uh, then Lineker was. Or, vice versa. It was a wonderful era, Terry Venables era to be in, involved with Spurs. Gary Mabbott I went to school with, primary school with, so I love watching wow. Gary play. Um, and then Klinsman when he signed uh, up at Hillsborough when he scored and slid on his knees because everyone said he was, a, he was a diver so he made the exaggerated dive thing. That would be a standout moment for me. They've had wonderful players there of course. When Chris, when, uh, Chris Harrison playing there he was outstanding, Luka Modric, I remember Modric playing. Um, so there were great moments for Spurs in, in, in Europe as well, travelling around Europe. Um, although in the last couple of years I've done them on telly in Europe and that hasn't been seen, <laughs> it's great. But, um, you know, we'll have hopefully Gary Mabbott and one or two others might come in on our podcast we've got going on at the moment, which is JPNT, the Football Friendly. Get all podcast sites and it's a great fun thing to do with Terry Alderton, my Big friend of comedian. Hey, Terry. Oh, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm just and, uh, listening. I'm just listening. <laughs> there have been some, you know, there have been some genuine funny moments as well with Spurs because I've had some great characters. I forgot Teddy Sheeran. Wow. wow. I watched, watched Glorious it. failure with Spurs. Ready, steady, ready, steady, Teddy. My next door neighbour used to be Paul Stolteri. He's the loveliest man. Paul Stolteri, I loved He's it. He's the loveliest Legend, man. Legendary goal against West Ham. Paul moved in next to me. This is Terry talking now. And um, he used to go training in, in a little black beetle. That was his wow. wife's car. Mm. Uh, he used to go be Terry. They turn out these cars. You got to invest their money, man. <laughs> and he would mow his own lawn, and then he'd get back from training every time. He ring me, go, Terry, come in for a coffee. And I go, yeah. So me and him used to just knock around. Me that, being a comic. That's fantastic. He's an absolute cult hero, I suppose. He's just for that human being. That late, late goal he scored against West Ham. I don't think yes, any Tottenham fan, any Tottenham fan, will ever well, forget that. I was watching that. that, and then I rang Chris up. We was next door, mm. and I go, Chris, are you watching? <laughs> that's his wife. And she I think, going, yes, Terry, I think it was, it was, it was the, the Andy Gray commentary. Was going, oh no, oh no, and it's like. I it think West Ham thought they were going down at that point. But, but they've people they come up to me and say, remember a couple of lines, um, guys have got a great goal once, and, I, and it was uh, just after, you know, the whole thing, they've I mean, been gurning and pulling faces and being a clown, and it was guys are glorious, guys are great, guys are not, guys are not gurning, guys are grinning. That was one. And the other one was celebrate tonight, have a pint of beer, have a glass of whiskey, have a pint of sherry with ready, steady, teddy. Yeah, <laughs> and, you, and you're a South End United supporter, aren't you? And no, yeah. I'm oh, the you're, you're the South End supporter. He's a Bristol City. He's Bristol oh, you're Bristol City, I'm of course you are, aren't you? Fan, yeah. I was just going to say, because we, we share Justin Edinburgh, don't we? As a, yeah, yeah, Justin, I knew, uh, great I, man. Yeah. I knew Justin when we were 14, because uh, we used to knock around. He used to live in Bellericchi, and we lived in South Woodham. So we were all friends, because he was playing football as kids with some of the kids from South Woodham. Then me and Mickey Knoll, yeah. we then ended up playing for South End as well. And then they... They boot polished us, didn't they? They should. Yeah. So, so, they so, need to do that. See, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't say you should harbour grudges, but Tottenham Hotspur beat Bristol City in the League Cup semi-final over two legs in 1971. <laughs> I've never, ever, ever. I can still ever, see ever, the anguish in your face. I can, I've never quite <laughs> forgiven or forgotten. So yeah, it was uh, it was brilliant to um, to speak with Jonathan. He was he was with his mate Terry Alderton as well, oh, uh, who Terry he does Alderton. who he does a podcast with. He was really he's oh, that you, you would have heard you would have heard him just there. He was really good value to this podcast as well, yeah. even though he's not a Spurs fan and neither is Jonathan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, it was very thank you so much, Jonathan, for yeah. for uh, giving us a word on why he won Spurs. It's brilliant. Yeah. And and that sort of leads me into like a little bit of uh, favourite commentary moments of Spurs games and maybe just other games in general. So I think Matt, can we sort of go with you? What's been your favourite Spurs commentary moment? Do you know I I was trying to find uh, footage on YouTube or just yeah. things of good you know commentary yeah. and it's. There's nothing. There's literally very, there's very few. There's loads from Italy and Spain where yeah, yeah. it's like, go! <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. um, um, one of my favourite, I used to listen to, um, funny enough, Jonathan Pierce when he was on um, Capital Gold oh. in the uh, mid, mid to early 90s. Yeah. And yeah. him and Tony Gale. Yes, that was great. Like, they were brilliant. brilliant. And the brilliant music would start at yeah. two, 2 o'clock. And I was working in a music shop at the time. And I had the radio on, and 
the next four hours just went from two to six, went so quickly because it was just brilliant commentary and they were reporting from all the games and I, they were commentating on, uh, let me get this right, so Tottenham lost to Newcastle 7-1 oh, yeah. in the seven, in, the, in the, sorry, in mid 90s, so it was like 95, 96 and he was saying, Jerry Frost, oh, I, it, yeah, yeah and, Jerry. I, and I remember he was just saying, this is the worst Tottenham team <laughs> <laughs> ever. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't quite where we were going with like the best moments. <laughs> no, no, but it was it was it was just a, it's a memory from yeah, the past, yeah, yeah. and I, it was he, he just you know that whole thing was just keeping me entertained on the Saturday. His, his was great on Capital Goal, wasn't it? Oh, he great. was, yeah. Tony Gale was great as well. Yeah, but I'm do you remember Pierce though had to sort of tone down when he went to the BBC? Yeah, because he was yeah. describing yeah. everything, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. graphically. So, well, you, you don't need to do that on the BBC yeah. on the TV. His radio commentary was very descript and poetic. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I loved him for that. Robot Wars was superb as well. Oh, he <laughs> was on that, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 What, what, what was Capital Gold? It was fifteen forty eight. It was a radio station. Was, was it like a sports station, or it was it just oldies. like? Yeah. It, it played oldies, but they yeah. had every Saturday afternoon. Did they really yeah. was football. Is it to do with like Capital Radio? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember him. Wave. Yeah. I remember him commentating on the Kung Fu Kick of Cantona. Yes. Did, yes. Yeah, and, and that was a, a Monday night or a Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that was. Yeah. yeah. That was Jonathan Pearce and Tony Gale. Yeah. yeah. Great double act. Yeah, they were a great yeah, yeah. double act. Um, so Peter, what was your like, favourite commentary moment as uh, a Spurs from a Spurs point of view, or even like you know a general point of view? Well, I mean, it's, it's for me, it's an easy choice. It's uh, I was there, Gaza's free kick against uh, yeah. the Arsenal at yeah. you know, the, is, first, you know? The, the opening goal, and it was Barry Davis. Was and, uh, Davis. I can actually play it for you. Let's just play like, it. Uh, it's just, just um, for, for some of the youngsters yeah, yeah. might not. Okay, um, here we go. And, and it, it was uh, he. Since then, he revealed himself to be a Spurs fan as well, which right? was great. Yeah, it was just, no, it's just like the oh, that was. Oh, and and the, like the, 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 the is, you know. Yeah, and just that. It's just and the context. That's like a lovemaking technique. Yeah, he's going to have a go. He is, you know. He is, you know. It's the is, you know. The audacity and and I just remember Seaman sort of flailing to. Yeah. Oh no, bad you know, words. And, 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 and old uh, and Gaza <laughs> ran up to Venables and said, "Oh, he even tried to save it." Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> Barry, great. Barry, Barry Davis. Barry Davis is a hugely un- well, it was a great commentator, and one one of his co- great commentary ones was I, I, remember, I think it was him or it might be Motson. Um, there was a Russian defender called uh, Vasily Rats in the World Cup, um, and literally, I think it might be Motson actually. He shot from a mile out, and uh, Motson went. Rats! <laughs> <laughs> that was, was it Razvan Rat, Rat, the guy who played for? No, or no. it was just for going further back. Vasily Rats. Yeah, yeah so I remember Razvan Rat who played for West Ham. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right, you know, Casper, do you want to go with yours? Like, your favourite. So I went for um, the the Harry Kane last minute winner against Man City. The, oh the yeah. Peter Jury. Great. One because it's so it pretty much goes from straight from when we kick off after. The, uh, their penalty in the last minute and then it goes from there to there and then yeah it was just it was poetic it, they, they say Peter Drury is one of the most poetic commentators don't they mm. I think he's very good and I, from, I, I looked this afternoon Casper actually and he said there was a hurricane in the week in Manchester apparently and he said like straight after the goal there's been a hurricane in Manchester this week and now there's a Harry Kane oh, oh brilliant yeah Mm. So yeah, genius. I've, I've got who, Sim, what's your ones? Um, I've, to be honest, I've just got a, a couple that just like, I suppose, just time with some of our iconic moments. So like, I just want, like, just before picking it, there's just, like, there is something about, speak. I don't know how many times you guys have met commentators or like spoken to commentators, but there's something quite 
uh, surreal about hearing them voices, mm. especially like in a confined place, like a lift or something like that. Yeah. And it's like it's just like it's just like, it's just it's just it's, it's crazy. It's crazy like that. They're they're they're. Sorry. <laughs> like um, just. I mean, Jonathan Pierce is, is an absolute legend. Yeah. Martin Tyler's a legend. Yeah, he is. Um, and it's just Drury, like is it, it's Drury. Peter Drury is fantastic as well. Like I, I was at like an award ceremony earlier this year, and Peter Drury did a um, did like a speech. I think he was presenting one of the awards, and it's just like wow, like that voice is like what you really want is you want them to be over an iconic Tottenham moment. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I'm not a massive fan of. I don't think he's terrible, but I'm not a massive fan of Darren Fletcher, the BT commentator. Yeah. Um. So his Lucas Mora commentary for me doesn't hit. Oh, hit yeah. doesn't doesn't kind of hit the hit the emotion as much yeah, as like yeah. I don't know as as much as it would have done if it was like a Martin Tyler or something like that doing the Aguero moment. Yeah. But Talksport, obviously, I'm a company man, yeah. and we had that commentary and Jim Proudfoot's commentary. His commentary of the Lucas Moura goal was just yeah. un, it was just incredible. Five minutes are almost up. How much time is he going to add on for the time wasting? Ball play forward. It's Llorente. Flick round the corner. Oh, Lucas Moura. He's done it! He has done it! He's won it! Lucas Moura's got a hat-trick! Tottenham have done it with the last kick of the game! It is the most extraordinary climax you can ever wish to see! Lucas Moura with his left foot, puts it into the bottom right-hand corner! Tottenham are in the final! It's another English miracle in the Champions League! And okay, I watched it on BT. I don't really remember the commentary that much because I wasn't really thinking about that. I was thinking about yeah. the fact we were in the Champions League final. And his commentary for that is very good, by the way. And then Martin Tyler is but, just so like, he's just the just one of those voices. Yeah. Just imagine him at the dinner table. So, yeah. And you know, his wife's cooking, and she's cooking the dinner. <laughs> and she's taking the beef out of the oven, and yeah. it's live. <laughs> you, know, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, uh, she's yeah. filming at me, and I'm annoying yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, so probably proud for of, of Lucas, and that was on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll grab it for, this, for the sake of this podcast. Yeah, but yeah. that, Peter Crouch against Man City as well. Yeah. The Croucher score for Spurs, is that the goal yeah. that gets them into the Champions League? Yeah. I'm trying to think of it, it might have been Rob Hawthorne. Yeah. It definitely wasn't Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One of those two, those, those are two two of my favourite top yeah, memories from, from, from my yeah, lifetime. Yeah. So, those two, I thought the Jonathan Woodgate was a bit scrambly, because yeah, it was yeah, a bit of a messy yeah. goal, so it didn't really do the moment justice, but... Yeah, I think I think probably Jim Bradford, Lucas, and then maybe Rob Hawthorne, Crouch against City. Yeah, and I think I, I, for me, I've got like quite a few here actually. Ericsson threw when we went three 0 up against Madrid at Wembley. I think it was um, on BT. I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Hawthorne actually on BT or Fletcher. It might be Fletcher. Might be Fletcher. 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 He just does all the games. Yeah, I mean it was brilliant. They're in Dreamland, Tottenham now. The European Champions are being taken or, apart. Uh, Wembley and it's Tottenham Hotspur's night in the Champions or, uh, League. Or when Deli Ali scored the second one and. Uh, that commentator goes, oh, he's the talk of the town. Yeah, yeah that, was, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, I just want to go back to a few old ones uh, for some of, you know, some of the older listeners. And uh, <laughs> we know we've got a few older listeners. I mean, David Coleman, Peter, Matt, you remember mm, Yeah, Sports Night yeah. with Coleman. Yeah, Sports Night with Coleman. Forget, yeah. David Coleman, used to, you know, he used to always have like the, when there was a goal, one of his real iconic things was like, Someone's got to go like Keegan one nil, yeah, and Pearson one nil, yeah. a real like sixteenth one nil, yeah, really yeah. Positive, but it hit the spot, didn't it? it really, and it yeah. was a real classic like Coleman, like you know, like you know, and also John Motson. I think he was a mustard, wasn't he? Yeah, or Coleman. I mean, Motson, Motson's commentary for the listeners. If they Google uh, Euro eighty four France Portugal. You know, Platini scores in the last minute of extra time. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's a, legendary. You know, he is screaming, yeah. goal, Platini! Yeah. <laughs> He's literally yeah. screaming. Yeah. really screaming. And for anyone that, you know, I've, I've never been a commentator, <laughs> it must be, you know, it's just it's so reactionary. Like, and we hear that sometimes with Gary Neville, Casper, don't we? Like, you know, yeah. He's like, oh, like, you know, he's literally, he's so expressive. But yeah. you know, it's very difficult to be a commentator, I think. Yeah. yeah. Platini goal, though, I just, just a little crack in his voice as yeah. well as yeah. he says the Platini. You, you hear his voice break and yeah. it's just real, that in, grainy sort of emotion in his yeah. voice. It's, Actually, it's, 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 it's incredible, the commentator really does. But I think the radio commentators are really excellent. 
But Sim, going back to your point, like when you meet like you know someone who's a commentator, yeah. I think some people meet me in the pub, you know, <laughs> and they say, "Oh, you're from the podcast, aren't yeah. you?" And they say, "Oh, I didn't realise you looked like that." In <laughs> what, so, worth the honorary mention is the Gaza versus Scotland. I know it's not Spurs, but the Jonathan Pierce's commentary on that, where I, I he, where he goes. Gaza, glorious. Gaza, victorious. You know, it was just brilliant. Yeah. It just went to this rant. It went into this rant. Yeah. And I, I, I tried. I looked on tube, YouTube. I couldn't find it. It was a, yeah, yeah. it was a radio commentary, but it was just mm. so. Because yeah. he'd been really ripped apart because of the dentist chair thing, and oh, then, that's right. then he scored that goal, and it was just. But then obviously yeah. we've got the most iconic one of Kenneth Austin home, and you know, but also you know the people on the pitch. But also Jared Sinstad. Um, I loved him. Remember, he was I a great commentator, you know, back in the day. I mean, there's so many commentators, you know. That was really my Hugh dream. Johns, Hugh Johns, Hugh Johns, well, did the yeah. West Midlands game. Yeah. That's, that's for the and since then, did the North West, <laughs> the Man United game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's incredible. Iconic voices. Yes. Yeah. Casper, if you can uh, be a football commentator, that'd be the best job in the world, son. I'll try my best. <laughs> good lad, good lad. Well, guys, I think that wraps it up. Um, it's been a great podcast. We need to get together more often, but we're all really busy. Matt, it's been brilliant having it's you back. It's been lovely to be back. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving your Ian Holloway analogy. Yeah. Well, um, just one thing I want to add. No, no matter what's going on with uh, you know our team, we're not playing well, and we're still third. So just never forget the fact that we will hit a purple patch. Exactly. Where we can blow away any team. Yeah. We can. That's a great point. And yeah. so just always remember that. So, yeah. yeah. So all right, it's, good, it's good to end on a bit of positive. Thanks, yeah, man. It's been great it. to see you. Yeah. Peter, thank you, sir. You enjoyed it? Love, loved it, yeah. Really good to get the team back together around the table. It and, really uh, is, yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's like Blue Reform. And a meeting, a meeting Eric, <laughs> Eric Dyer. Yeah. On yeah. The day, so. yeah. That's incredible. What's his dog called, by the way? I didn't ask. San, you know? Sanchez. Sim, yeah. great, enjoyed it? Yep, loved it. Loved it. Really, really, it's really topping off a good day. Yeah, we need to uh, get through one about three or four weeks, I think. Casper, you enjoyed it? Yep. Great to have you back. Cool. Okay, guys, keep listening. Keep spreading the word. Um, any comments, please leave on uh, social media. Any comments, any to- topics you want us to cover, please leave on social media. But thanks for everyone. Keep listening. Come on, you Spurs. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.